Wait a minute, I hear something. stuff what's going on we're back for another episode of dr movie you can hear the wheels turning right i'm driving down the road spitting out some knowledge about some movies which is what i love to do uh i'm a really big fan of this movie and i'm gonna try to talk about all the things i love about it and this one i didn't see till maybe Mid, well, maybe not mid mid nineties, maybe ninety two, ninety three. Had never seen it before that point. And we are talking about the very controversial Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, um, from nineteen eighty six. It's a crime slash horror flick. Yep, this is based on Henry Lee Lucas, and this is the movie where I discovered Michael Rooker. Right, we all know Michael Rooker, and here's my problem. This is where I saw him first. So no matter what I see him in, even in Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, that's Henry. Don't mess with him. That's Henry, right? And uh, you know that you have got the right person for the role when no matter what you see him in, it's it's hard for me to call him Michael Rooker because he's Henry. And uh, I believe this was kind of his debut in a motion picture as well. And, man, what what a flick. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those that I would show people, and they look at you after this movie and go, what is wrong with you? <laughs> right? Horror flicks with the supernatural and all the craziness of the stuff that's, you know, not going to happen is one thing. You would almost call this kind of like a home invasion type flick, right? Uh... The one before this, for me, was Last House on the Left. And for the record, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Last House on the Left is the only movie that I literally had to get up and and turn off and take a break from. And you heard me talk in earlier episodes about they can't put anything on the screen that's any scarier than what's in my mind. And that was the problem with Wes Craven's Last House on the Left because you felt like you were watching a movie made by a maniac because I was afraid of what I was seeing I was afraid of what I was gonna see because it pushed boundaries that I'd never seen before in a movie and it's simplistic things and when you read the backstory of that movie I mean even the actors couldn't even look each other in the eye with a lot of that stuff going on yes it's got it's hokey things and it's made in the 70's they tried to remake it it was okay but there's still something so visceral about the original. And this movie I put right there with it. Matter of fact, I remember having friends over and doing a double feature of Last House Left and Henry. And my friends that came over, one of them said they went home and literally, you know, slept with a gun under their pillow because they were just that wigged out. Um, this movie is directed by John McNaughton, who brings us also... Wild Things, uh, Mad Dog and Glory, The Borrower. I mean, he's he's had some pretty 
pretty heavy hitters when you think about it as far as the context of what's going on. Who doesn't know about wild things, right? Yeah. That movie. But, uh, let's, uh, let's see, uh, do we have a, yeah, here's a reasons to watch. Why to watch? Intense, unflinching, and disturbing. Yep, all three of those at the same time, no doubt about it. Uh, this is a very well-made psychological horror film with excellent direction performances. Wow, that's kind of giving it, uh, praises from a different, uh, different perspective there. Excellent horror is one of my favorites out of the 80s uh, era of this genre. Check it out if you've not seen it. I couldn't agree more. So these are these are very good uh, comments. 7 out of 10, folks, on uh, IMDb. So that tells you right there, it, it's, it's not a typical horror movie. And for some people, it's not horror at all. And again, that's that's that subjective thing, right? I'm, I'm driving right now wearing a Jaw shirt, which is, you know, everybody gets back and forth on is Jaws a horror movie. Well, horror is anything that you're afraid of. Anything that you walk away from and it sticks with you, that's horror, right? It's the thing that makes you afraid to turn on the light or turn off the light or walk across the room in the dark. Afraid to put your feet in the water, right? That's horror on whatever level. You may be scared of something more spiritual, right? Like we talked about some of the exorcist stuff. Uh, but everybody's scared of something different. So horror is horror. It's whatever affects people. Now, some people don't consider these kind of movies horror movies, the home invasion stuff. But to me, this is why we make the outlandish, far-fetched Friday the 13th and all these movies, the slashers and all stuff, the outrageous, you know, Nightmare on M Street, to help us deal with this kind of stuff, which is what really happens, right? So... What is more scary than that? There's nothing scarier than watching the news and hearing about some guy that broke in a house and killed 15 people and make pies out of them, right? Because it's real. We take that and we turn it into entertainment. Texas Chainsaw comes to mind, right? When you think about these kind of things. Um, yeah, I mean, these movies are the basis of it all. So to me, it's harder to make something like this because... I don't know. I mean, you're 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 reaching the real evil of people when you're when you're looking at this kind of stuff, right? Anywho, just my opinion on stuff. Let's talk about our cast. Uh, like we said, we we already know that we've got Michael Rooker in there as Henry. We've got Tracy Arnold playing Becky, which is the girlfriend eventually of Henry. She's from uh, Texas, Austin, Texas. She's also in the bar. She's in. Mm, nothing else to really talk about. I don't recall seeing her in much anything else. Um, Tom Towles is in this. I had this love-hate relationship with Tom Towles. I hated him. Absolutely hate him in this movie. Absolutely hate him in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. And it's that thing of, well, he was finally going to be at Texas Frightmare. And, uh, it was a thing where I was afraid to walk up to him because I didn't know if I wanted to shake his hand or punch him, right? So again, you know you've got the right people for the role when you get that kind of reaction from somebody. And he ended up being one of the nicest people at Texas Frightmare. Super nice guy. And, uh, of course, they had him and Michael Rooker sitting beside each other. This is way before any of the Marvel stuff happened for Michael Rooker. So, you know, 
he'd been in some things, Days of Thunder and all that kind of stuff at the, at the time, but nothing major. Like, now you can't even get close to the guy, right? And uh, so it was really cool to see these two and just talk about the impact of this movie. Um, like I said, it's based on the murders that Henry Lee Lucas claims that he performed, uh, which I think he claimed over 200 murders. Uh, they don't know that he did them all. And what's funny is, even though it's focused on Henry, it's even called Henry, the real, you end up liking Henry because Otis, which is Tom Towles, is so bad, right? And, you know, they're buddies. They, they, they meet up in prison, I think, together. And when they get out, they decide to live together. And he meets, uh, that's when uh, Henry meets Becky, which is Otis's sister. And she kind of likes Henry, but you can tell Henry is real cold, right? Uh, <laughs> and, and I love just the setup of this movie. You got, you know, Henry driving down the road. There's a hitchhiker. It's a young girl. It looks like she's trying to get to Nashville. She's got a guitar on her back. And then it just cuts to Henry coming home, and he's got a guitar. And he pulls the guitar, and it's like, hey, y'all, look what I got. So I love the simplicity of, you know... It starts off with, you know, him killing a bunch of people, people in a restaurant, all this thing. And he just goes about his business like nothing ever happened. So the story of Henry Lee Lucas, when they get further into it, obviously he had some distress as a kid. Uh, I think he was abused by her. His, his mom was kind of sleeping around with a bunch of people. And these guys would abuse him. His mom would abuse him make him sit in the corner and wear a dress and watch them having sex and I mean so there's there's a lot to unpack in this movie when you break down the Henry Lee Lucas story and it's obviously notated in a lot of this movie but it's 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 downplayed quite a bit because you got a lot of killing to do but it gets to where you know Henry talks about anytime he gets upset he just goes out and kills somebody and he feels better and he and Otis start this trend right of going out and, and just doing this. Uh, they come home one night, and uh, Otis is upset, and he kicks the TV and tears the TV up. And Henry's like, you know, what'd you, what'd you do that for? And now i got to go get a new TV. So they go to this underground place with this guy selling TVs and stuff. And they don't have enough money to buy anything good. He offers them a black and white TV, and he's like, no, I want that one. Well, you don't have the money for that one. Get out of my shop, and it could, it, it's a, be a big confrontation. Well, Henry grabs a soldering iron and starts wailing on this guy, stabbing him with it. And uh, then they take a TV and crash it over his head. Then they just take whatever TV they want and a video camera. And then you got scenes where Henry Henry's driving around and Otis is videotaping just people and things that are going on and you start building the story of these two and the things that do and also Otis Otis will sleep with anybody and anything uh, he's a drug pusher he as a matter of fact to make ends meet he's meeting high school kids and selling them drugs there's a you know an athletic kid that comes up to him and he he sells him some pot and he tries to make a move on the kid, and the kid punches Otis in the face, and that's where it starts with, you know, Otis getting mad and wanting to go out and, I just want to kill somebody. And Henry's like, say that again. I just want to kill somebody? Let you and me take a little ride. 
I mean, there's there's so many scenes in this. Um, so many lines. I mean, uh, Danny and I on Helming, we 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 quote this movie way more than people should, because there's a lot to it. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you got these two on a spree, just going around. They'll pick up prostitutes, and every time Henry gets wigged out, usually a sexual confrontation. You know, things are going good, and all of a sudden he just freaks out, and he'll kill whoever he's with, right? But he's grown to really like Becky. Uh, There's this really disturbing scene where they take the video camera, and you don't... The way that it's set up, right? There's this scene where it's in black and white. It's like you're looking through the camera, and you're seeing what's going on. Otis is running the camera, and they just do this home invasion, and, you know, they're, they're... They've killed the dad. They've killed the kid that runs in, who's like a teenager. I mean, right there in the living room floor. And then they switch, and then Henry's got the camera, and Otis is grabbing the wife and kills her. And then he starts, like, fondling her when she's dead. And even Henry's like, dude, that's enough, right? Uh, You know, it started off as them having fun. You know, it's okay when you kill a couple people. When you kill them and you start fondling them and start to undress them, there's a there's a line there for Henry, right? <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, and as this is playing, it backs away, and you're literally watching this on a TV, and they they are sitting on a couch and watching this video of what they did to these people at their house, right? At their own house, and. Otis keeps rewinding it and watching it over and over. So Otis is getting deeper and deeper off off that end. And Henry's just same old Henry. He doesn't change. You get a situation where Henry is out one night. And, uh, well, there's a scene where earlier on, Otis grabs Becky and tries to kiss her. And, and Henry grabs Otis. And it's like, no, Otis, that is wrong. <laughs> because he was trying to, you know, make a move on his own sister. That's the kind of person Otis is. Again, that Tom Towles thing, man. Um, so you, you can already tell this guy will do anything, right? And again, the movie's called Henry, but you hate Otis so much, you end up kind of liking Henry. And uh, one night when Henry's away, taking care of business, um... Otis decides he's going to rape Becky. And she ends up stabbing him in the eye with a... Remember they used to make those aluminum combs? Had the long, sharp point on them, like a pick comb. But it's made out of metal. I believe it's metal. I I may be wrong, but it seems like it... I remember it being metal. Aluminum, I think. Well, she jabs him in the eye. Takes his eye out. And, uh... He's freaking out for sure, right? And... Not long from there, Henry pops in. Henry has to end up killing him because if he keeps screaming like this, it's going to draw attention. It's going to be a problem. Plus, he also he knows what he was doing with Becky. All right. So, so next thing you know, you got Henry, you know, cutting Otis up in the bathtub, putting his body in bags, and you know, puts it in the back of a car and drives off. It's him and Becky together, and. You know, they just, they leave the the bags on the side of the road (laughs) with his body parts in it. 
And, of course, Becky is absolutely freaking out. She's the total innocent of this bunch, right? I mean, she's obviously lived a hard life. But all this that's going on, and she thinks she loves Henry, right? And, of course, he saved her from, you know, whatever her brother was going to do, which is crazy. And uh, so you got the, you got Henry and, and, uh, and Becky hitting the road in a car, and there's dead silence between them, right? And Henry keeps saying, you want to listen to radio? Which is a catchphrase we say all the time. Because it's, it's so awkwardly said in the middle of all this. And uh, needless to say, Becky says, you know, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm in love with you, Henry. And he says, well, I guess I love you too. You got to remember, Henry's not very sharp, right? And... Uh, and then it goes to, it shows them, like, stopping at a hotel. They're going to spend the night there and keep moving. I think they're going to, is it Minnesota or somewhere they're planning on going to? I can't remember. But uh, they're definitely getting out of the area they're in. And they show, you know, Henry getting up, getting ready the next morning, brushing his teeth or whatever in the mirror, you know, getting, getting, getting cleaned up, getting spruced up. And you see him go outside and put, you know, put their, their luggage in the back of the car, get ready to go, and you see him kind of take off. And it shows him stopping on the side of the road, and he sets out the suitcases on the side of the road, and there's obviously a little bit of blood on one of the suitcases, and you're going, oh my gosh. He done freaked out, killed Becky, chopped her up, left her on the side of the road, and drives off. And that's the way this movie ends. What a movie, folks. I'm telling you. I kind of gave the ending away, I guess, but uh, this movie just absolutely floored me when I saw it. And, uh, you know, basing it off of real serial killers, you know, it's been kind of a trend here lately. We got the Bundy movies and the Ed Gein movies, and, you know, we're, we're pulling from that source. But, you know, Henry Lucas claims he killed more people than anybody in really American history as far as a serial killer. Uh, don't know if they're all true. He just probably confessed everything. And when you see the real Otis and the real Henry, you're like, wow, how'd these people even find outside, right? Because uh, they're they're uh, they're a couple of real lookers. And <laughs> but uh, when you find out, you know, the, the way the story moves and Here's the here's the brilliant thing. I'm not trying to glorify this in any manner, right? I am totally infatuated with, you know, what makes people tick, uh, what makes a person snap and no longer know right from wrong, right? What makes these serial killers um, cross that line, right? And the thing about Henry Lucas is, um. Most of them have a motif, right? Most of them have a signature thing they do. You know, we talked about The Exorcist Three and, and him writing Wonderful and, and the, the drawing the pentagram on the body and all that kind of stuff and in the hand and all that stuff, the Gemini killer. You know, they've got a signature thing that they do. And uh, the brilliant thing about Henry is he figured out if I don't kill everybody in the same way and not in the same place, uh, it's a lot harder to detect. So he didn't want to be 
popular. He didn't want to be caught and, you know, known for these murders. He was doing it just because he had a whacked out childhood and the way he felt better was killing his mom. And he continuously killed his mom. That's the whole idea of what is going on in, in this movie is every time he kills somebody, he's killing his mom again. And uh, so, yeah, there's there's your uh, your background story of what's happening there. Uh, to me, again, horror is different things to different people. This is one of those that I can't recommend enough. You know, uh, even if you don't want to call it a horror movie, this is one that has to be experienced. And... I tell you, it's just really bothersome. It's a really bothersome movie. These are the movies that bother me more than anything else. And um, I just, I put it in that category. And oddly enough, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. Because it's a movie you can't shake. And um, there is a sequel. Henry 2. The Electric Boogaloo. No, I'm kidding. There is a Henry 2. Uh, which I tell you, it's, it doesn't have Henry uh, Michael Rooker. Say I tried to do it again. He's not Michael Rooker. He's Henry. It doesn't have Michael Rooker in it. They found another guy. And I'll tell you what, it's one of those scenarios where it's a good movie if you haven't seen the first one. But the first one is so powerful that it just makes the other one just fail significantly versus what's in the first one. But if you saw the second one first, it's a pretty solid flick. And... Uh, but yeah, I, I, again, I, I can't, if you're a horror fan, you have to see this movie. I, I think if you're intrigued by any of the, the serial killer flicks that have come out in the past 20 years, I don't know that there's one any better than this one. Now, how accurate it is, I don't know, but it don't matter. Uh, you're telling a story of, you know, of Henry Lee Lucas. So there you go, folks. That's my take on this one. Um, highly disturbing film. And hopefully I'll talk about uh, Last House on the Left pretty soon as well because they're, they're, they're bookends, right? They really kind of belong together. All right, folks, that's it for this one. Hey, if you're a fan of Henry, let me know. Uh, let me know what you think about this movie because I, I really feel like it's in a class of its own. It's dirty. It's gritty. Uh, it feels like a snuff film until you see them running the video camera and then it really feels like a snuff film and man it's uh super impactful this is one that people should uh should talk about more often because it's just that powerful all right folks that's it for me we will check you later